Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu, and we are very happy to welcome back Yang Guang. And today we will be chatting about the latest NBA basketball season. And Yang Guang, since you've just made your welcome mm-hmm. return, I'd like to start with you as I normally do. Have you enjoyed the opening game so far of the NBA season? How have you found the initial kind of you know proceedings of this season so far? Yeah, it's uh, always good to be back, especially for this occasion to discuss the NBA. Uh, for the opening week, there have already been some exciting matchups, and I particularly liked the game between the Denver Nuggets against the Golden State Warriors. Um, in the first week action, the game went down to the wire with some great performances from star players from, of both sides. Denver was in the lead almost for the entire game, but the Warriors caught up in the final minutes. Um, Curry, Stephen Curry made a couple of threes. Wiggins played big. Uh, they almost overturned the momentum, but um, MVP Nikola Jokic made a key play to steal the win. Uh, for Denver, and it's the kind of game I was looking for after a few months of the NBA break. And um, in terms of the top players' performances, it's also a good start. Uh, there are now ten players averaging above thirty points per game. Wow! Giannis Antetokounmpo, Ja Morant, Luka Doncic, and some rising stars as well, like um, the Aaron Fox and. Uh, Shy Glitches Alexander also on this list, and they didn't reserve their fire uh, in the beginning of the season. But、um, I have to say, some teams are quite disappointing so far.、Um, the LA Lakers are without a win still.、Um, it's obvious what the problem is,、um, but it seems like they just won't fix it、um, with.、Um, Russell Westbrook contract and the Philadelphia Seventy Sixes also. Under par,、um, since people had high expectations for them ahead of the season. Well, I believe these teams can pick up the pace sooner or later, and other teams as well.、Um, I'm sure they will be、um, they will be better off going deep into the season. And it's still early, and some squads with new players joining are still building their chemistry, and rookies are trying to adapt to the league as well. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Well, first of all, just with、uh, regards to what you were saying earlier, I, I tend to agree with you that in the early stages of the season, there's been some exciting performances. There's been some good and bad results, you know, depending on who you support. But I think just as a,、um, you know, an NBA fan, I think that the entertainment has been really exciting because you don't really know.、Um, Who's going to be successful in these early stages? Because you know, like you said, some of the dominant powerhouses over the years have been kind of performing badly. Where some new team—not new teams, but、um, teams that have been around for a while—seem to be a lot stronger than they have been in the past. And there's been some also incredible performances from newcomers. You know, a couple of rookies, but also some of the names you mentioned that we recognize. You know, like Doncic and Atetokounmpo, and you know Steph Curry and people like that. So, I think it's been. A pretty exciting start to the season, and I think it bodes well for the rest of the season. For you, from your side, how have you found the initial stages of the opening games and the season so far?、Uh, for me, the first games of a new season are never as enjoyable as those towards the end of the season when we get to the finals.、Um, there are some surprises in the first week of the. 
new NBA season.、Um, the Warriors, the Bucks, and the Celtics were the top three of the power rankings before the season. And judging from their performances in the first week, I really can't say the Warriors had a good start, especially considering that they are. Trying to defend their title,、um, they suffered two losses in the opening five games, and it seems like their talisman players, including Draymond Green and Klay Thompson, are not as sharp as they were. As analyst Bill Simmons said on Sirius XM NBA Radio, "quote You have Draymond and you have Clay, who are kind of mo- moving into different phases of their career, whether you want to admit it or not." You can't really call them stars anymore because stars are reliable every single night, and I'm not sure those guys are. End of quote.、Um, I think if that is true, that's really what is happening at the Warriors. It's disastrous for the team to lose two of their three leaders. And the season's only just begun. They may improve with time, and at least they've still got Stephen Curry. But how much the form of Thompson and Green will impact the Warriors' season, and if Curry will be able to carry the team when his most trustworthy co-captains are underperforming, I think this will remain one of the things that we'll have to wait and. Uh, find out throughout the season, but it'll definitely be a very interesting point to watch because all eyes are on the Warriors as they get their title defense underway. Yeah, I think we'll get into the deeper analysis of the teams, you know, as we move through the podcast. But just focusing on the Warriors and what you said and what、um, was quoted by Bill Simmons, I think that. Look, I think there there might be a slight lack of、um, reliability that we've seen from Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, you know, in these early stages. And of course, you know, people are aware of some off the court drama、um, that took place between Draymond Green and I believe it was Jordan Poole、um, mm-hmm. in the preseason practices. So I think there, you know, there's a couple of things that they need to work out on and off the court. But I think just you know, with regards to the Warriors, what makes me Not so concerned for them is that I think that you know they still look like they're performing relatively well, and I think it is the early stages of the season, and that you know they tend to be a team that only really bring out the top-notch performances when it's required. You know, so when we get to the knockout phases and we get to the playoffs and、um, the, the fi- potentially the finals, so I'm not too worried about the Warriors. I think that、um, it hasn't necessarily been a disastrous start. I think that they can、uh, get things turned around, and they also they seem to have some young up-and-coming players that are coming through, and just some impressive performances off the bench as well, particularly from the likes of Jordan Poole. So I think that their squad depth I think bodes well for the rest of the season. But when we look at a couple of other teams, you know, like、um, Yang Guang mentioned earlier, the LA Lakers, we'll talk about what's happening there. But、um, yeah, I think there's、uh, some interesting talking points. From various teams in the early stages of season, and I I agree with you, Fuyu. I think the early stages of the season are a bit、um, tedious in the sense that you're not seeing the best performances and you're not seeing you know super exciting you know results or anything like that, and the tension isn't very high. But I think what makes it exciting for me is that you you know you tend to see the early combinations of superstars. You see how teams of how well they prepared. Um, you tend you tend to get a general idea of which players might have a good season, which teams might have a good season. So I think for me, the the most exciting part of the early stages of the season is just particularly、um, you know the players that have moved around and you know playing for their new teams, and also just some returning stars that have、um, come back from serious injuries. So I think that's what 
NBA fans should look forward to in the early stages of, of the season. And then in terms of the overall um, quality of basketball play, I think that will come as we move throughout the season. But Yang Guang, just, uh, we've mentioned one or two teams um, for good and bad reasons. Um, but just looking at the positive side of things, from your perspective, which teams are looking good at the early stages of the season so far? I must say, in the Western Conference, the New Orleans Pelicans look surprisingly good at this stage. Uh, this is a young team with average age of 26 years old, but the attacking power and the energy they showcased since the beginning of the season are phenomenal. Uh, look at their roster. It's a roster combining a lot of good qualities. Um, Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum are stable scorers. Zion Williamson and Yunus Valanciunas have got the size and the height um, at the same time. Uh, with these two players in the paint, I don't see many teams who will feel comfortable to attack their rim. Zion's explosiveness is also a nightmare for other teams' big men. They also Yeah, um, his turn's been massive for them, I think. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think they really missed him last season. Yeah, yeah, he's the one of the players uh, you mentioned. Um, people had high expectations uh, as the returning stars, um, and also uh, this team also got a rather decent depth with the squad: uh, Larry Nance Jr., Trey Murphy, Josie Alvarado, uh, Devante Graham are also some reliable names. In the first few games of the season, this team has shown great potential. Uh, last season, they caused some troubles for the. Phoenix Suns in the playoffs, and I expect them to go deeper this season. Uh, they just need to gain more experience and stay away from injuries. Yeah, I think um, that's definitely a team that I don't think was on the radar of many people when the season began. But mm. I think, you know, I tend to agree with you. They've got some, you know, we spoke about reliability earlier with uh, Golden State, and I think that's something that um, New Orleans have got right. They've got some really seasoned performers. And then just the return of the superstar, Zion Williamson. You know, he there's so much expected from him, mm-hmm. but he uh, has really struggled with injuries in the early stages of his NBA career. But it seems like, you know, we, well, we'll see if he re- remains healthy throughout the entire season. But things are looking really good at the moment. He is so explosive. He's, you know, he he's phenomenal around the paint, as we know. And he's also got really good creative abilities. So I think that he, if he maintains his fitness throughout the entire season then um, the Pelicans can definitely be um, one of those teams to watch uh, um, as the season progresses for you. You know, like we said earlier, it is the early stages and things tend to be a little bit um, up in the air, so to say, um, as we, uh, you know, as things, you know, are in the early stages and, you know, things may change in the coming weeks and months. But just from these first couple of games, have there been any teams that have really stood out for you? Um, Boston are now top of the power rankings a week into the season, and I think they deserve to be in that spot. Jason Tatum is the player of the week in the Eastern Conference. He averaged 34.7 points and helped the team to a three-game winning streak. The Celtics said he... He was the first player in franchise history to total 100 points in the first three games of a season. And Boston won the Eastern Conference last season. And their performance so far is, um, I would say, is even more convincing. And it seems 
um, new recruit Malcolm Brogdon have blended in with the squad quite well. He's a nice addition, and some people even say he's the missing puzzle piece. Whether that is true, I think will depend on if he can stay consistent. But in terms of the squad, he is definitely a very important piece as Boston aims to win the championship again. Yeah, I think, you know, um, of course, the Celtics reached the finals last season and they had to deal with the incredible disappointment of of losing out to the Warriors. And I think the fact that they've come out now in the beginning of the season and they're looking even stronger than they did um, in the NBA finals, I think is testament to, you know, some of the work that's been done in the offseason, some of the recruitment that they've done. And their big stars like Tatum and Leonard and people like, like that are, um, you know, really stepping up. Yeah, like we said, um, you know, with the Warriors in the early stages of the season, some of their superstars like Clay Thompson and Draymond Green have kind of had a bit of a slow start, whereas it's kind of the opposite for the Celtics. I think it'll be interesting to see if they can maintain that momentum as the season progresses. But I think the fact that they've come off that huge disappointment and kind of come out guns blazing in the first couple of games of the season, I think really is... um, They deserve credit for that because I think it takes a lot of mental fortitude to bounce back from losing the NBA Finals. Um, Young one, we've of course discussed one or two teams that have been, you know, looking good at this point in time, and we've mentioned one or two players. Um, but as we kind of look at the players in more depth, especially in the early stage of the season, have there been any that are in particularly good form right now? You know, some that we haven't mentioned, and are there any superstars that we expected to have really great seasons, but are needing to improve in these early stages of the season. Um, the most eye-catching player for me still, Yanis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Um, he's absolutely on fire at the early stage of the season. Um, he's now averaging 36 points, 13 rebounds and 5 assists. Some astonishing numbers. Um, he started the new NBA season on the heels of the European Championships this summer, uh, which I think helped him a lot in picking and extending the form early. Um, I mean, look at the NBA standings right now. The Milwaukee Bucks are topping the Eastern table. Uh, remember, uh, they are now without some key players like uh, Chris Middleton, Joe Ingles, and Pat Connaughton. Yet the Bucks still presented dominant strength in the East. Uh, Giannis is the main reason there, and I would call him the most all-around player in the league right now. Uh, It looks like he covers every inch of the floor, and uh, he takes care of everything on both ends of the court now. Um, He might just make a big block on the defensive side, and next thing you might see is him going up straight to to the hook on the other side of the floor. Um, it's insane uh, for to to watch such a a talented player um, with that physique. Um, plus, he's um, increased the shooting range and the accuracy uh, season by season, and drops threes and every now and then. There's no weakness in this man at this stage, and uh, I pretty much look look forward to him leading the Bucks going deep, very deep this season. Yeah, I think um, you know. He's been impressive from day one in the NBA, and he just seems to be getting better and better. And like you said, this season, especially in the early stages, it looks like he's even added more to his game. You know, like you said, dropping a couple of threes and improving his free throws and things like that that he's previously been criticized for. And of course, he's still dominating in the areas that he always has. I think 
I tend to agree agree with you there. At this point in time, I think all round, he is probably the most explosive and valuable player in the NBA um, at the moment. I think, you know, there might be a couple of arguments from the likes of Jokic and Joel Embiid and people like that. But I think in terms of overall entertainment and excitement and just, you know, raw explosiveness, there's no one like Giannis. Um, He just really is fantastic to watch. So I definitely agree with you. Um, for you, of course, social media across the world has been ablaze with um, NBA action, you know, as it normally is when the season starts. And we've seen a couple of impressive performances from individuals and teams. But just on Chinese social media in particular, has there been any reaction to the beginning of the season? You know, any reaction to specific players or teams or incidents or anything like that? Yeah, I find it very interesting that on the NBA's official account on Weibo, which is China's Twitter-like microblogging service, there's an influence ranking where people can vote for their favorite players. They can vote five times a day. And um, the current top three players may or may not surprise you. Chris Paul, Stephen Curry, and Kawhi Leonard. Paul and Curry are leading by a huge margin, and Leonard in a distant third place has only about a third of the votes. I, I'm actually a basketball layman, so I, I'm really wondering what makes Paul the favorite among <laughs> Chinese basketball fans. He seemed, because he doesn't seem like an... I, I know he's been in the NBA for quite some time. He's one of the veterans, but... In terms of recent performances, he's definitely not an outstanding perf- performer to me. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's interesting because, um, yeah, he, like you said, he's not one of the outstanding performers at this point in time. Look, in recent seasons, he's been pretty good with the Suns. Um, but I think, you know, one of the reasons could be, like you said, you know, he just has been in the in, you know, he's one of those names that's always kind of in and around the NBA. You know, he's he's one of those players that's always... Not expected to be the best, but he's always expected to be one of the top performers wherever he's playing. So, I mean, that could also be something to do with it. But also, um, in the past, you know, maybe looking at like five or ten years ago, he was definitely one of the top players. So, I don't know, maybe there's a bit of nostalgia there um, when it comes to Chris Paul. <laughs> but I think the other names that you mentioned, it kind of makes sense that um, that they're trending in, in, in China because they are some of the biggest names in the NBA, as we know. Um, and speaking some of, of you know speaking about some of the biggest names in the NBA, um, of course, last season's NBA finalists are have been in action and have kind of been showing different levels of performance uh, um, in these early stages. But Yang Guang, from your perspective, do you think last season's NBA Finals teams are looking like they could go all the way again, or are there some other teams that may potentially challenge them when we get to you know the playoffs phase of the season? Um, well, in the West, the Golden State Warriors would definitely have a tough season. I don't think they can make it again to the to top the Western Conference. Um, the Denver Nuggets welcomed back Jamal Murray and Kawhi Leonard is back with the Clippers and they signed John Wall, who would make the Clippers a team with the big three. And the Pelicans and the Grizzlies are more experienced. Um, and don't forget the Suns, um, they already beat the Warriors this season um, in one match. But by the way, in that game, Clay Thompson got ejected for the first time in his career. That's very rare to see. 
Um, Thompson kept bragging about his full championship reigns to Devin Booker in trash talks, and that's not a good sign for me.、Um, if the Warriors, if they seek to reach the finals again, they should keep humble as they were like last season, be concentrated on on floor.、Um, then in the East, Boston could have been stronger with the joining of.、Um, Malcolm Brogdon and Blake Griffin, but the drama with Coach Wuduka ahead of the season has damaged the team a lot, and、uh, I don't know if they can find the pace to go again like、uh, they did last season. Look, Milwaukee will have their full squad back at some stage midway through the season, and they would be a tough hurdle for the Celtics. To be honest, I would、uh, look forward to two different Finals teams this season. Yeah, I think there's potential there, definitely for two new finals teams. I think you know, like you mentioned, the the Warriors and the Celtics are both dealing with their own issues at this point in time. You know, it remains to be seen if that will have an effect when we get to the knockout phases. But、um, yeah, I think especially with the the Bucks in particular, welcome, welcoming back all of their stars and、uh, Giannis getting even better, I think that's a huge、um, a huge statement that's been made in the early stages of the season. But I, I agree with you. You, you know. I would like to see two new teams reach the finals, but、um, I definitely think、um, at this stage, in the early early stages of the season, that、um, the Celtics and the Warriors definitely cannot be ruled out at this point in time. And、um, just finally,、uh, Yang Guang, of course, Nikola Jokic was the MVP, and he looks like he's gotten off to quite a good start at the beginning of the season. Do you think he could potentially win it again, or do you think that there are some players that could challenge him? Um, to win the MVP award three times in a row,、um, only three players have achieved it in NBA history: Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, and、um, Larry Bird. I don't see Nikola Jokic, a player on the same level with these names.、Um, Luka Doncic has a bigger chance to win it for the first time、um, in his career if the Mavericks can have a rather Successful season, a top three regular season finish for the Mavs will secure Doncic an an MVP award. And、um, of course, Giannis is still a top contender for for this trophy.、Uh, so are Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, and other players like Jamal Morant. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know、um, it'll be very momentous if Jokic can achieve that、um, you know that feat and kind of、um, be on the same level as the names that you mentioned and of course you know some of the people like Doncic and Atetokounmpo I think、um, just to name a few will be a massive challenge as the season progresses for you do you agree with、um, Yang Guang's sentiment there do you think that、um, Jokic will be dethroned、um, in terms of the、uh, MVP award this season yeah、um, although it's not entirely impossible. I think it's not likely for Jokic to win the award again because it is given based on both the performance of the individual and the team. So he, the player himself, will have to consistently perform at the same level or even at the higher level than he had in the previous two seasons. But we know that last season Denver were missing two of their. Other key players, and with the return of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter, it'll dilute Jokic's time on court, so he may not even have such good stats again. It'll be very difficult for him to win a third MVP in a row. And about who will win the award this season,、uh, a recent NBA app GM survey shows that the top favorites are Luka Doncic, Yanis. 
Joel Embiid and Steph Curry. I don't know if the names <laughs> surprise you, but I'm not surprised to find that Jokic is not on the list. Yeah, no, I think those names definitely make sense, and I think you brought up an interesting point there that you know the performances of the team and just the team members in general that are in the team, you know, that may limit the the time on court for certain MVP candidates. I think is a crucial element. Um, to who, whoever ends up walking home with the uh, MVP awards as the season progresses, we will keep an eye on that. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, as always, we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then.